We've got a special episode this week because it's just Jeff and I, old school, one GM, one player out there exploring Philadelphia. Carl's got an agenda. He's the kind of guy you can only push too far before he pushes back. And so tonight is all about him. Urban Shadows is good for this type of stuff. Sometimes the game gets a little bogged down because all the players have their own agendas and, you know, you got to be polite and take your turn while people are trying to do stuff. But tonight, it's just Jeff as Carl doing what he needs to do. Enjoy. Very weird. Intimate or awkward? Uh, awkward. I mean, Joe and Kurt um, were kidnapped by masked assailants. It's crazy. So they couldn't even play in this section. So I hope they get home safely. Yeah, no clothes. Just pan- just uh, masks those guys were wearing. <laughs> yeah. The nude, uh, the nude bandits. Yeah. Coast to coast, too. You know? It's wild. They're a coast to coast organization. This is probably something I haven't done since I was maybe like 15. Do like a solo, a solo mission. I don't think I've ever done one. It could be fun. There was this one guy I played with, this kid in my neighborhood. Um, and we would frequently get together and, uh, and do this. And it was one of the rare times as a kid that I got to be a player. Like I've been fucking lifetime dm since i was like nine years old um yeah. and this kid would like to dm from time to time so we would like switch off and do these very like heavy role play normally heist type of things and they'd be yeah. like one-on-one um stuff yeah i've never done a one-on-one so i'm excited to see how it goes yeah and i think this game is particularly well suited to it i like the idea of you guys like doing shit behind each other's backs and this is like legit behind each other's back like we didn't even tell them we were recording then we didn't know yeah and we kept it a secret. I would love the idea if we could actually keep it a secret until it airs. Yeah, I mean, I'm great with that. Yeah, and uh, that would be neat. Granted, this, I mean, that's probably gonna be what, like 2027, 2028 when this episode airs. At least Donald Trump's fourth term. Yeah, it's gonna be a minute. So <laughs> we'll see if we can keep secrets. You know what they say: three can keep a secret if two are dead. Hey, that's what they say. That's the yes. name of a really good book about the Hell's Angels. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Do you do you read? Are you like into like gangs? Like I know a lot of people who just like love learning about gangs. And yeah, shit. I think gang stuff is pretty cool. I think the outlaw biker gang and stuff. I've read a bunch of Hell's Angels. I think I'm pretty sure that's actually Sonny Barger, like the pretty much a Hell's Angels founder. He's got two autobiographies, and his first one is Three Can Keep a Secret If Two Are Dead, which that's is like cool. the toughest name that a book has ever had. <laughs> yeah, mean, that's like, like that book will fight you and, yeah. and win. So, I, yeah, I think gang stuff is cool. Um, that Hunter uh, S. Thompson Hell's Angels book is actually really good. Um, yeah, I've only ever read um, like Fear and Loathing from, from him. It's good. You get a weird, interesting view of the angels. So, um, all right. Well, uh, Carl, sure. When we last yeah. when we last saw you, you were kind of bummed out, pissed off. You had been had by uh, some uh, creature of the night, Yo Boo. 
So you're feeling a little downtrodden. You guys went through all of this shit. You did get some stuff out of it. You explored the underworld of the city. Maybe solidified your friendship with Randy, perhaps uh, a little bit with Kurt as well. Oh, absolutely not with Kurt. (laughs) Absolutely not with Kurt. Yeah, it seems a little dicey with him. That guy, uh, he might just be out for himself. He killed killed old uh, Mikey Tutterelli there. He did. He did. And, you know... I'm sure that will have consequences. There's, there's, you know, as a hunter, you know, you got to learn all about the creatures of the night. And I feel like we just stumbled on something big. And, you know, old, uh, old Kurt there in his insectile form just kind of nipped that there right in the bud. Yeah. So I wasn't too happy about that. Huh. I'm going to try to do this all on character. Cool. The whole, the whole time. Great. Love which it. I've never done. So even though I literally just broke. Yeah, so you know, I was a little, uh, <laughs> a little, you know, who was that there? I just got taken over there. Yeah, so uh, I think when we left off, I think I was on my way back to my apartment. Yeah, how you feeling? I'm not feeling good about this. I mean, you've been embroiled in some stuff now. Where I mean, for you, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's always been a pretty clear line about where you stand on these matters. You know, monsters, vampires in particular, bad humanity. It's on the right side of things. Not that there's good and aren't good and bad people on these things, but for you, there was always a line about where this stuff was. You know, I'm a humanist, and but like in the racist way, totally. You know, <laughs> not the good kind of humanist. I mean, the bad kind. You're superior to werewolves. Yeah, it's not that I'm anti-werewolf. I'm just really pro-human. Yeah, well, so I'm not sure your recent actions support that. That is true. However. You know, all that shit went down there at the Penn campus. I didn't hurt anybody. Maybe I guess I did punch that one guy. But, you know, I didn't kill anybody. Old, old uh, Randy there was ripping people's arms off. He was. Flirting, flirting with women. Throwing heads around. He's savage. He's a savage. So, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of butthurt now about that. Uh, about Yobu. You know, you think you can trust a ghost. Because they've seen some shit, you know. A lot of them. You know, as a were- as a hunter, you know, a lot of times it's not just all about killing. That's a common misconception there. You know, you got to kill. A lot of times these ghosts, to, to move on, they got to just do one last thing. So in my head, it's like, you know what? I'm going to help this guy out. Maybe get some spectacles out of it. And uh, turns out he's just a dickhead who's, you know, who's like a Loki, uh, Loki trickster-like character there. And uh, he got me, got me good. That he did. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a, I, that ghost needs to be busted for sure. Busted makes you feel good, I hear. <laughs> I've, I've heard that. <laughs> I don't know who to call. Well, I kind of know who to call. Um, okay. Yeah, so you're back at your, your place, I assume? Yeah. Back in Port Richmond? Um, I'm going to take a quick rest. Yeah, you're a little bit banged up. You have a, a minor. What's your wound from? I do a, a faint, a swollen eye. I got like jabbed oh, in the yeah. pe- eye. You got pencil to the eye. I did. Yeah. Uh, let me erase that. Um, so I'm going to rest up, take a quick nap. And then I want to um, take a trip to see my buddy, Father Minokia. Okay. Um, so you go back home. You're taking a nap, resting up. You got a little uh, cold compress. On your eye to get the... Bag of peas. Yeah, bag of peas. 
<laughs> uh, well, you have like a meat market downstairs, right? Maybe it's I do. Like a frozen yeah. side of beef or something. <laughs> yeah. You wake up, it's defrosted. You just have like a piece of raw meat um, <laughs> on your face. You do notice, you hear the, you know, it's kind of a little bit quiet part of the city, your street. And more than once you hear a car like kind of creeping slowly down your block. You peer through the shades pretty stealthily. Um, and it's definitely like a pretty nondescript looking sedan that you see come past your house on more than one occasion. Uh, slowing down, doesn't stop, could just you being paranoid. Uh, but it is something you notice over the course of the evening while you're resting. Okay. Just like a normal sedan look looking type car? Um Yeah. Okay. This is like nothing nothing like creepy or like notable about it. Why don't you roll See man, the the basic moves in this game need some need some work. Um why don't you roll your mind? Mind. I have gotten an 11 on my mind. That's an 11 there. You are confident that this is a municipal vehicle. And it's not part of like a regular city fleet. Like it's not street department or something like that. You think it's connected to like city council or some kind of higher up level of city government. Okay. But they don't okay. seem to, to stop. Uh, you're, you're being real cautious. You know, whatever they're doing in this area, maybe it doesn't concern you. Okay. Um, hmm. Interesting. So, I want to... Um, I'm going to go out the back door and hop through a neighbor's yard and then make my way over to uh, Father Minocchio. Like, kind of take the back way, try to be evasive. Yeah. You know, not be seen by these guys in this car. I don't know who these guys are. I think I may have stumbled into something here a little bigger than old uh, old Carl. It's possible. Um, yeah, so you've got a... Uh, it's nothing high-tech. It's nothing, you know, mystical or underground. But you've got a well-established route to sneak out the back door of your house. You go into your the little narrow alleyway um, that leads to a side, side street. Um, and then you, uh, under the cover of night, you make your way um, a little north over to Gerard, where the uh, parish... Of Father Minocchio is. It's it's late uh, by the time you get there. You're on the the sidewalk in front of the in front of the rectory. I um I knock on the door. Hey, Father Minocchio, it's me. It's me. Uh, it's quiet for a moment. You hear some shuffling. The door opens a little bit. You see the uh kind of beaten down, generally kind of sad faced. Father Minocchio looking out at you. Carl, what are you doing? It's, it's the middle of the night. Uh, uh, hey, what's, father, what's father. Wrong? What's wrong? I, I may need to have confession uh, with you. Is, that, is everything all right? He hands you like uh, some garlic, holds a little mirror up, checks out your... <laughs> checks out your oh, hey, hey, what are you, what are you doing there? Hey, what? You know, I, I know the type of people that you, you get mixed up with sometimes. I just had to make sure that you were okay. I'm okay there. You know, I think I may have stumbled into something bigger than a couple of them fucking vamps. I, uh, can we talk inside? Sounds like you not, you might need more than just confession. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he brings you inside. 
the rectory is like, you know, it's a fairly large place. And you think that these days he's the only guy even living here. You've heard him mention some visiting priests pass through from time to time. Uh, but it looks like it's just him. There's a big wooden table in, uh, in the basement. It's like the kitchen for the place. And he busts out a, b- a bottle of some Christian Brothers brandy. <laughs> yeah, some, uh, some of my buddies over at LaSalle, they hooked me up with this. It's some good stuff. He pours uh, a generous glass for for each of you. So is this, what's the problem? Is this a proper confession? Do we need to go next door? Or is this a little something else you want to talk about? Well, I got to confess. I got to say, you don't look good. Your eye, your eye's swollen. I could feel the weight. I've been stabbed in the eye with a pen, sir. Father, yes, I have. That is unfortunate. So I got to tell you, we got a situation down in uh, the Whitman area. And uh, it seems like there's a ghost running amok. And I only believe one ghost now. And that's the, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You know that. I do. I know him well. Okay. He's probably, you know, he's separate, but the same with, you know, the Father and the Son. And uh, I don't know how we're going to handle it. I don't know how I'm going to handle the situation. I was wondering if maybe you had any advice for me here. You know, exercising spirits or specters or anything like that. Well, what 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 are you looking to do to this thing? Are you, I mean, do you want to deliver him to a final, peaceful rest? I mean, is he a, a tortured soul? He can't let go of the the sins of his previous life, and he's just living in agony. Or is he just like, is he just like a real ball buster? What's the problem here? <laughs> he seems like a little bit of column A there and a little bit of column B. He goes by the name Yobu. Yobu. I don't know what's <laughs> Yobu. I don't know what's going on with him, but he sure is tricky. Uh, you know, he may have tricked some friends. I'm asking for I'm telling you know, I'm some friends here into uh hurting some police officers, some boys in blue. And you know I believe in the thin blue line. You know, blue lives matter. You know, and I I heard of some I heard of something that went down last night over at Penn, and I mean, it's a shame. It's a shame. I, 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 I pray. I pray that you weren't involved in, oh, in anything Father. like that, Carl. You, you know me. You know me. <laughs> I gotta ask though. You weren't involved, were you? I, you know, I knew. I know quite a bit about it, but I don't know if I should say anything to you right now. Uh, you know, a lot of people got hurt, but I didn't do any hurting there. You know, you no, know, it's your mouth to God's ears. My hands are clean. Okay. You know, none of the blood, the actual blood <laughs> is on my hands here. You know, accomplice may come up a few times, <laughs> but uh, I would never hurt. A, I, you know, I would never hurt one of those boys in blue. They keep us safe. Even those yellow jackets they have over a pen, though, they don't really always wear blue. And you're not That's playing a little true. word game with me, are you? No, 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 no. I'm not an anti-set semantic. Is that was that what you say there? Yeah. Semantics. Yeah, I'm, I'm pro-semantic. I'm not anti-semantic. You're uh, just a- anti-semantic, right? Oh yeah. Who isn't? That's why you've come here. <laughs> uh, so you know, ideally, to just Yobu, this Yobu character, we move him on to a, the, the next phase. Of whatever it is. A final peaceful resting place is fine with me. You know, I'm not going to hold a grudge on him. Even though he did tricks, you know, me and some of my friends. And, you know, he's kind of being a dickhead to people in that area. Well, you know, the the type of work that, that the church deals with. We, we deal in a peaceful rest. It's a reward 
for a life well lived, a life that you need to move on from. And it, it begins with a proper burial, a proper funeral, some blessings to send this person on their way. And they've got to want it. You know, they've got to want it. They got to feel like their work here is done. And if you're if you're talking about the other type of thing, if this guy's causing problems, you know, I know you've got your thing with the the blood suckers, those fanged guys causing problems. But sometimes these these ghosts they cause problems too. They're not just always out there, you know, tormenting because they can't help it. Some of them, you know, them. There's a different way to to put them to rest. Well, I think he actually t- likes to torment people. If I'm being, if I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you, I'm pretty sure he's into the. He, he he's into fucking with people. Oh, I'm sorry. He's into you know. He's a rascal. Mm-hmm. You say it's down in Whitman, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Am I, rem- am I remembering that correctly? That's where he was, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, um, that's Randy's turf. Yeah, he um, you know, he's been bothering one of my friends. He's bothering kids around there. Probably, probably a peeping Tom. He seems like kind of like a pervert. If I'm being honest with you. Well, this doesn't, this Yobu, he doesn't sound like a good guy at all. He's not. You know, and he's had, he's on his second scotch by this point. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm getting fed up. I'm getting fed up, Carl. I feel like what what's left of my flock here, the parishioners, they can barely even walk the streets. Those wheelie kids that you, you dealt with the other day, they're back, older, bigger, stronger. They're in the neighborhood. I see some, so two kids walking around the other night. They had velvet capes on. Like, well, I mean, did they think I didn't know what they were? It's velvet capes. Jesus. Good Lord. Jesus. Mother and Joseph. So, I don't know. What I'm saying Jeez. is, I, I understand what you got to do. If you want to take this guy out, your soul, I absolve you. Oh, thank you for that. I, uh... How can I, how could I one go about doing such a thing, Father Minocchio? Well, why don't you uh, why don't you roll heart? Heart. That's a neutral roll for me. Fuck me. I got a three. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know how helpful I'm going to be this type of stuff. It's hearsay. It's gossip by the time it reaches me. I believe in the good book. And the I thing, know. And the things that this doesn't look like it's a possession. It's not the kind of demon that can just be cast out. Um, I've heard stories, though. There are people who deal with this type of stuff. I hear that there is a gun, a handgun, somewhere in this city. It's special. And it can take care of people like this. Permanently. Yeah. Permanently. Okay, I'm interested. Like I said, you know uh, any any leads on where to find us? You might want to ask around people who uh, deal a little bit more with the paranormal than I do. Unfortunately, I don't think I can help you much more. I'm rooting for you though, Carl, and I'm still hoping. Oh. A Sunday, I'll see you in that pew, third row, fourth row, singing along, knowing all the words. When that basket mm. comes by. Throw a couple bucks in it. You think you're your friend, Father Minocchio? Oh, and you know, of course I will. Of course I will. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any contacts. 
that would know something about this. Or it could, I mean, they don't have to be like a, someone you have a debt on. It could be someone you've heard of, um, just someone that you're aware of. You can also, you know, make a roll or two to kind of suss out some people because you definitely roll in these circles. Yeah. Okay. Um, this information, it's not easy for me to give, you know, it, it is crossing a line. So I do expect you to be at church on Sunday. You understand? Of course I'll be there, Father. Of course. You can count on me. So uh, if you don't go to church on Sunday, it's going to be refusing to honor a debt. <laughs> okay. All right. You did, you did roll a three on your persuade. He's still- no, you, I sure shit did. Um, and right, and you're expected down. to sing along. Oh, Jesus. Maybe um, even speak in tongues and get up and do like one of those wild dances. <laughs> Oh, the Catholic Church. Yeah. The classic tongue-speaking in a Catholic Church. So, um, what what would this kind of role, like, series of roles be so, um, are you, for are, me to kind of suss it out? You done with Minocchio? Anything else you want to do with him? Anything else you, you want to share? You got a confession or anything you want your old friend to take care of? No, Father, I really appreciate everything you've done for me. I'm going to bust these discos so hard. And we'll put him in a level five containment unit where he can't hurt anyone ever again. I'll tell you what, busting makes all of us feel good. I know it sure shit does. Um, fuck. Uh, yeah, I think I'm done with Father Minocchio. I will. You be careful out there, Carl. I will be okay. You, you can trust me. This Sunday, and I'll I'll see you on Sunday. And when we pass that cup. We shake that basket. You got something for your father, right? Yeah, of course, I, I always will. Um, all right, be safe. You too, all right? And if you see any vamps around wearing fucking capes and shit, you tell me, all right? Well, sorry for the cursing there. Crushed velvet. Can you believe how bold these I, kids are? I know. And tuxedo shirts. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Will their hair, like, coming down to a point on it's the like, front of their head? Like they're fucking Eddie Munster. I don't understand. <laughs> these kids, they got... They got no appreciation for anything old, any history, huh. but they're out there dressing like the monsters. Oh, What's wrong you, with these people? You, you believe these kids? That's what they care about. That's the old school part of America that they have respect for. The monsters. <laughs> it's absurd. It sure it really is. <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, you have a blessed night and I, I get up and leave. Um, so you're going to want to hit the streets. Yes. Let's so, I mean, so you're going to be rolling a faction on that. You know, your role is going to be whatever your faction you roll. And you got to pick someone in that group, in that faction that you want to talk to. I can help you pick out some people uh, in a group um, based on which role you want to make and how you're going to ask around. I mean, you've heard rumors of a weapon that is capable of doing what you're trying to do. Yes. Okay, so what would someone who would, like, deal in either information or, like, magical weapons like what would they be like i guess they could be anything right i mean it comes it could, it's most likely the way you phrasing it there it's, would be power would be people you know who are like wizards and seers things like that who are aware yeah. of things or the other end would be mortality and you would be like the world of paranormal investigators and people like that who you know like the ghostbusters like those guys are mortality they're not power they use technology uh, or they're like aware of shit um, and they know how to obtain it. So those, especially for you, would probably be the most likely avenues. Like it seems unlikely you'd contact Knight 
or wild to get it. So I think power or mortality is probably the, the option that makes mm. the most sense for Carl. All right, I'm going to do power. And I'm going to be transparent. The only reason I'm going to do power is that it's the last roll I need to make to get sure. an advancement. Sure. Um, because I've rolled... Know anyone in that world or not? Or I, I do, I do. Um, I know kind of like an oracle. Okay. Named... Um, Serafina. She's like a she's like an older like Serbian woman and she um she's a palm reader. She's got like a shitty palm. I'm just making this shit up. She's got like a she shitty, don't re- she's not a real person. No, I mean I don't have any like um like yeah. contacts written down. No, no, that's fine. Uh, so she's like an old Serbian woman who's like a fortune teller, uh palm reader type. Yeah. Okay, cool. And let's say she has like a shitty spot on South Street that she lives above, but she'll, you know, she like has like, um, you know, one of those like palm reading places where you're like, how are they in business? How are they still around? <laughs> right? Yeah. There was one in Old City where I'm like, this rent has got to be $3,000 a month. They, for whenever this one I room. see a business like that, I assume they own the building, you know? Or like, it's a mob front. Or it's a front for someone, but. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, so she like you never see anyone go in or out ever. Or you see so, people go in, but yeah. they never come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Sure. So. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Why don't you uh, roll power? Right. Yeah. So you're gonna hit the streets. Why don't you uh, roll power? All right. I got a an eight. Sure. So uh, you got to choose one. For, so it looks like you want to hit. They're available and they have the stuff. But then you've also got to choose one. So one of those two options on the hit the streets move. Um, okay. So the two options are whoever you're going to is juggling their own problems. And whatever you need is more costly than anticipated. I feel like old Carl here is in a pretty rough spot. So already. So I'm going to go with whoever you're going to going to is juggling their own problems. So you uh, head on over to South Street. Uh, you still don't have your, your pickup truck. As far as you know, it's still over in West yeah. Philadelphia, but you're very familiar with the bus schedule at this point. Um, also not a guy that minds to stretch his legs and walk. So you uh, leave Father Minocchio's on Gerard um, and hike it over to South Street to see the all-night fortune teller, Serafina. Not surprisingly, place is empty when you go in, it's, uh, you know, it's half kitsch, half like old world, uh, Eastern European. There's kind of like a Baba Yaga thing going on inside mm. of there. Bunch of like chicken legs dangling all over the place. You've got some like evil eyes, a Maloik with the, the blue eyes decorating the place. And Serafina is there. She must be 140 years old. I mean, she looks like, uh, you know, a bag of dust propped up with like some sharp sticks inside of it. Scraggly gray hair, um, like a gypsy bandana on her on her head. The eyes, though, the eyes are bright. Mm. They're alive and they lock on to you um, as you step into the place. Um, some aroma, some incense in the air. You don't see anything burning. Carl, 
it's been a long time. It sure has. I haven't seen you since I was a little boy. I never forget the face. <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell haven't forgotten yours. I'm glad you're here. I kind of need, you know, kind of need some help here. Give me your hand. Give s- me your hand. Place it on the uh, table. Uh, yeah, I hand it over. You hand over your hand? I do. I, I mean, I put it on the you table. You disconnect your hand and hand it to her. Yeah, I mean, I screw it off. Sure. Comes right off. So you place it on the table, and her old crone fingers run up and down your palms. She pulls on your fingers a little bit. It's uh, both comforting and sort of unnerving. Um, it's comforting. to The touch of her is actually kind of soothing. But uh, it's a little unnerving because you feel like there is some power behind what she's doing. Oh, <laughs> not good, this line here. Oh, no, what's that? And the one coming off of it. No, you had some problems. <laughs> who, who don't? Who don't have problems these days? But it's, that's not why you're here. No, it sure isn't. It's, it's a problem you wish to create for someone else, isn't it? You, you truly are wise there, you know, your old Serafina. Yes, one does not get to occupy a place on South Street for this <laughs> long without having something, though. I must say that the landlord is really giving me a hard time these days. Oh, is he I now? Can barely make my rent. Children these days are using apps and computers to tell their futures. Oh, man. They're just writing unhappy endings for themselves. They don't even know. They say by the end of the month, I'll be evicted. Can you believe that? Oh, no. I th- I always assumed you just owned a building. Yes, that's what people think. <laughs> I've been here since 1940. But no, I've been paying rent this entire time. Oh, my gosh. I gotta, you know, I got to say, I know that's like the most efficient use of your money there. But, hey, I'm not one to judge, you know. I, I live above a, a sausage shop. Um, you know, so I'm, uh, I'm looking for something. It's a, there's good money in sausage. Is that true? Oh. It's okay. You know, you gotta, you know, I'm like a low-tier sausage guy. More, more or less than palm reading, would you say? Probably more. Mm. Probably more. But, you know, hey, I'm not here to judge anyone's line of business here. You know, how how make, is your tenant? Do they pay? Does the sausage fa- shop pay on time? We pay on time. Oh, no, I own it. Oh. I own the sausage shop. So, you know, I'm my own boss. I make my own hours. Uh, are you looking uh, for a tenant? Hmm. I could, I could, I could do that for sure. I mean, you know, I've been trying to maybe, I've been thinking of getting out of the sausage game, the Hormland sausage game, because I got to tell you, I got to tell you, people do not trust sausage made by a non-Polak. No, and why Why would they? <laughs> you know, because I can't make a good kielbasa, and I'm not a Dego, so I can't make good the good uh, Italian sausage. Hey, I, I must say, these days, I've really been into chorizo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a Mexican. You're not Mexican either. 
You know, I'm I'm come from like a more of a Danish descent. Yes, not and known. Nobody, not known for their sausage. No, you know, we're more of like a pickled herring. You know, sharks buried in the ground for a couple of years that you eat later. Not great stuff. Yes, you would do much better with a fortune teller below you. Okay, you know what? I think we can make a deal here. What is it that you need? I see that you want to put a plan into action. That is for sure true. Okay. You've been you've been wronged. I have been wronged. That's very true. I uh, I got a. She's I had a on bit point of a... too. As you're talking, like her eyes are on you, and she's kind of like finishing your sentences a little bit. Like there, there's some there's some real power here. Oh boy, yeah. I, I had a bit of a run in with a, a ghost, an old specter by the name of uh, Yo Boo. Wow. I don't know if you Yo Boo. And, uh, and I think it's time to put his soul to rest. Hmm. I remember back in the 80s, a young man named Yo Bo came by this shop. Really? Yes. His fortune was, was dreadful. Nothing but <laughs> doom and gloom in his future. He didn't like what I had to say. And he left, oh, no. he left without paying. Oh, boy. And if I had had that money and invested it since the 80s, I could make rent this month. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> So it seems like he's caused problems for both of us. It's really rare when you know that the exact moment your life goes downhill. Hmm. But uh, I had been anticipating it. That is what I do. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. You you know you know it's going to be terrible, but you can't avoid it. Powerless that's awful. To stop it. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's a hellscape. Your our lives are truly too hideous to comprehend. Yeah, you know, so I'm thinking of a final resting place for this guy. And uh, I heard a little rumor about a uh, special gun that can, uh, hmm. you know, do some damage to these old specter types here. You do and, mean uh, business. Oh, I'm, I'm, business is booming, baby. And uh, I was wondering if uh, someone who kind of sees it all, knows it all, smells it all, tastes it all. Could kind of point me in the direction where I could find this gun. Yes, I know just the thing you're looking for. Oh. But we've got a deal then. We... We got a deal. Cheap rent I need. Cheap cheap rent. How's, uh, how's 500 a month sound for the first floor? 500 new yen. <laughs> yes, new, <laughs> 500 new yen. Deal. All right. The gun. Oh uh, yeah, I pull. I pull out a contract from my back pocket that I just have all at all times. Stack of leases ready to be signed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I will look it over and return it to you. Okay. Well, you know where to find me. Yes. Uh, it's on my official letterhead. You know, you just send it back. You know, you come come there. We can talk more about it. But let's get down to the, the business of tonight. Yes. Are you familiar with Henry? Derringer, inventor of the uh, gun that bears his name. Yeah, I've heard of Derringer. There's a little lady pistols there. Yes, yes it is. And don't, don't tell him that. Oh, I won't. I keep one in my garter belt. Yes, he, you know, he always felt slighted by the, the cults and the Winchesters of the world. Always got more fame. People think of his pistol, and much like you, like, oh, it's just a lady pistol, a little... A little Saturday night special, if you will. Oh. Yes, but his pistols 
they pack an extra punch. And as you may know, Mr. Derringer is buried in Laurel Hill Cemetery. Okay, okay. And it's said that he's been buried in the grave. The very special model of one of his pistols. Okay, wow. Capable of sending a yo-boo type of character to an eternal slumber. Oh, Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. And now you're you're sure this is true? I swear upon it. You swear upon it. Because it's not true. We're going to have to reevaluate our lease situation. I've I've signed it. I've signed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Shit. Okay. Fuck. All right. Well, I guess I got to handle this business. Um, Okay. So what time is it now? Is it like late at night? It's like four in the morning. Oh, okay. You've been like traipsing okay. all over the city on foot. Um, you had a couple scotches with Father Minocchio. You walked to South Street. You had a restless night's sleep watching this municipal car kind of slowly go up and down your block. You snuck out at the alleyway. It's been a minute. Okay. I need to find a place to rest. And wait out until the nighttime comes. Got any uh, favors you can call in? I do. I got a. Um, I have someone that owes me a favor. Uh, Stephen Nix. Okay. Um, and he's been enlisted to help me to protect them from something dangerous. Who I noticed also popped up in Fiasco. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that Fiasco <laughs> game. Uh, I get I get chills just thinking about the gay sex scene. It's exciting. Uh, I learned a lot about myself uh, that, <laughs> that day. Yeah, I'm going to call in a favor from old Stevie here. Who is who is he? Uh, is, he Steven drug, Nicks. is he a drug dealer? I feel like I wrote that down. Yeah. You, you may have. I, I okay. Wrote, yeah, I wrote down that he's a drug dealer. Okay. I don't think we defined what the something dangerous was. We could probably safely assume it was vampires. Yeah. So, yeah, because he owes you a debt, so you've protected him from something dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Most likely... Some creature of the night was after him, and you bailed him out. Yeah, all I know about him is that he's uh, in, he's mortality, and he is um, in uh, a drug dealer. So, and you've also checked all four boxes. I have, and I have advanced. Okay, so yeah, make sure you erase those and take your advance. Yeah, so I took a new hunter move. So you know, um, I just to kind of like pull back the game a little bit. I managed to roll, like make rolls against every different faction. And when that happens, you can take an advancement. And I took a move called Do You Feel Lucky? So whenever I'm persuading an NPC while wielding a two-harm or greater weapon, uh, I can roll with blood instead of heart. And blood is my, like, uh, best. Cool. That's like the threat, the threatening, menacing, intimidation skill. Yeah. There are some interesting hunter moves. For sure, but I thought this might come in handy. Cool. So you're taking do you um, feel because it is a lot of interpersonal. Yeah, there's a lot of interpersonal communication in this game. Is this the first time you advance? So it is. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. I was sitting on power for a long time. More the last like two or three sessions. Two sessions. So. Um. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna call up Stephen. Because I know he's a drug dealer. Like, he's probably up already. And I want to crash at his place. 
Okay. Uh, so you give a yeah. So I pulled a Nokia out of the sock. <laughs> I got a, I got a no I got a burner Nokia out of the sock. I pull out. Yeah. So uh, well, Serafina, it was very nice. It was very nice to do business with you. I think this is going to be very fruitful. You know, you scratch my back, paying me some cheap rent. I scratch yours. I keep you safe. I give you a decent spot. You know, I'm out of the sausage game. It was a stupid, ill-conceived idea. I don't know why I thought I'd get into it. The goddamn Polacks up there love sausage. It's not working out for me. Yes, well, the problem with them is they've already got their sausage men, so they're not looking for a new one. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm going to get out of your hair, okay? I got to, I'm going to pass out. I'm pretty fucked up right now, okay? You could probably tell that already. Yes, well, good luck. I see that you're... Your hands are giving me mixed signals when I look into your future. Oh, boy. That's not good. I don't want to know. Part of this is I don't want to know my future. Yes, yeah, so, uh, You can't tell me. All I will say is, take care of the Derringer. You may regret it. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm going to call up uh, old Stephen Nix and see if I can crash at his apartment, cash in a debt. Sure. Uh, so he lives over in Brewery Town. Okay. He's not used to getting calls this early in the morning, uh, but he certainly has your number saved. Um, and he knows you're not like a, you know, you're not a client of his. Um, you're probably calling for different reason. Yeah, man. Yeah. What, you just need like a couch or something? You're not going to bring any. Yeah. Nothing's uh, following behind you. You're not bringing too much trouble or anything, right? Nah, man. I, nah, nothing. No, no trouble today. I just, uh, I just need a place to kind of hang out until the evening time. Yeah, no problem. I got Mind you. if I is can I can I get a movie on demand? I got you, buddy. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't know about on demand, but we got we got Hulu. That'll work. You watch The Handmaid's Tale. I was actually just about to watch Salem's Lot. You like that movie? Yeah, I like that movie. Cool. I uh, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... And you can mark mortality too, because you're cashing in a debt with mortality. Oh, cool, perfect. Mortality. Check that off. Right on. Uh, yeah, I head over there by, you know, I rent a to-go bike or <laughs> whatever the fuck those things are You're called. trying every mode of transportation. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ride an electric scooter by the end of the, by the, end of the session. It's like planes, I hang glide over and, there. And automobiles. <laughs> yeah, so he's got uh, a decent little spot. Um, it looks kind of like your standard uh, brewery town row home. It's early in the morning. By the time you know, by the time you get there, the first batch of people are kind of getting up, going to work. Uh, you go in his place, and uh, he's got uh, like a little guest room with a big couch in it. Um, it's kind of just like a chill spot. Um, place kind of smells of weed, mm. but uh, he is more than happy to let you crash there. Yeah, I just chill out. I uh, I sleep till late. You know what I mean? It's four o'clock now. I sleep until like one or two in the afternoon. Sure. Uh. And then I um, I go over to Laura Hill Cemetery. Okay. That's where he's buried, right? It is. Um, is he really buried there? He is. Wow. That's cool. I did not know that. It's actually from Philadelphia. Uh, he's from Philadelphia. Yeah, well, his legacy lives on. In actually, he may not be from gun violence. He may not be from Philadelphia, but he, he lived here and died here. Okay. Um, yeah, you know what I do? I, um, I go there and... How are you, you getting there? I'm going to take a cab and pay cash. Okay. New yens. Pay, yeah. Paid uh, in new yen. Yeah. Copper pieces. <laughs> yeah. Electrum. Okay. Uh, 
I don't know any other. Uh, I guess like gold coins would be the uh, D and D one. Yeah, we're, I'm running out of fantasy currencies. Yeah, <laughs> everyone just uses gold and new yen. I give them hand jobs. Uh, I pay with my body. Accept uh, it everywhere. Yeah. Um. So, what time do you want to head over to uh, Laurel Hill? Let's do like it's summertime, so let's do like six p.m. Okay. I want to get there early enough that the cemetery is still open, so I can kind of suss it out. Sure. Um, so these days, Laurel Hill is still an active cemetery, though sure. very much a slow one. There aren't a ton of plots in it, and then there's a the whole historical arm to it as well, where they do different tours and stuff like that. So you get there at 6 o'clock, and there's like a gatehouse entrance, um, but there's no fee to get in. So there's a kind of like a little visitor center, which you certainly don't have to go in. You're welcome to kind of walk around um, in the park. Uh, you'll walk around in the cemetery, check the place out. Do whatever you'd like. Okay. Uh, yeah, I try to find Derringer's grave. Okay, there is. A, you've pulled up a map um, of of the place, and you're able to locate where Henry Derringer is buried. Um, it's kind of on the west side of the cemetery, close to what's overlooking Kelly Drive. There, so you go there. You see, there's a couple other people. Um, there's some goth teenagers walking around, um, taking what are probably like Instagram photos. Posing on cemeteries, <laughs> lick, licking mausoleums, <laughs> just laying down just laying with their hands down. crossed yeah. over their body. <laughs> a lot, a lot of shit like that. They look really sad. Hey, are you guys okay? You guys look real sad. Do we look okay? No. How can we possibly be happy in a world like this? I know it's terrible. Your parents must be so proud of you, though. Being, you're just individuals, hey, which hey, I like. Fuck off, old man. Oh, okay. Fuck, fuck you, kid. You know, I'll, I, <laughs> I'll fuck up kids on motorcycles. I don't give a shit. I'll fuck you up. You know what? Whatever. Kill me. Go ahead. <laughs> I just turn around. <laughs> as much as I really, in real life, I have this, uh, of like, intense burning to just, like... To kill, you know, like, to my, kill goth teenagers? Uh, no, I... Okay, so... I was walking down the street the other day, and I felt so bad. This kid walks by... And he's like probably 15 or 16. And he had the full on Neo outfit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, he's, and he was with and he was with like his parents. That's the worst, man. And, lo- and like, dude, they're just like sightseeing in, in the city, you know? And I felt so fucking bad. Because the dad's just wearing like, you know, the Oklahoma Sooners t-shirt. And he's yeah. got the Oakley sunglasses on and shit. And the mom's like, you know, wearing a fanny pack. And this kid is just got It's like my fucking fuck son out. is Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, and like he walks by, and I just start like laughing, and it's like very clear that I'm laughing at this kid, and like you know, he comes to Philadelphia, and this fucking gigantic dude, like covered in tattoos, just like laughing at him, and he's probably like, so you know, I'm like a fucking idiot, like he doesn't know that, but That's all he's gonna remember. Oh, he about was, this like, trip. I could, yeah, all he's gonna remember. Giant man, and uh. I just like I could see him like crumble in on himself, but yeah, I um I suss out. Is he in a mausoleum? Is he buried like underground? Uh, What's going on? A, a gravestone. Oh, it says uh, you know it's like a big marble slab. Um, he died in the uh, late eighteen hundreds. Chiseled into it, there's like two pistols, um, <laughs> flank flanking his name, uh, Henry Derringer Junior. Oh, he's a JR. Okay. 
And the sun is still up and it's hot, man. Just walking around this place. Uh, there's not a, there's some cover here, but, but not a ton. And the sun is it's hot, man. Even at, you know, seven o'clock at night now or so, it's still, uh, it's sweaty. You're really wondering about these goth kids, man. Head to toe, black layers. Mm. Um, no wonder they hate everything. Real Kurt Howard types. Totally. Right, I'm going to try to find a, um, I'm going to try to find some digging implement and just kind of note it for later. Like, is there like a... Um, you definitely passed like Is there a, like any... You passed like a groundskeeper's like maintenance shed earlier. Okay. Is there anyone inside of it? It was locked. Can I it was like, uh, like definitely like a big padlock on it. Huh. Okay. I'm going to go to a secluded... I, I'm going to just... What's around there? What's it like? Like around the cemetery? Are there any like uh, like Ridge Ave runs by it? If you follow that for a little bit, it takes you into like Maniunk. If you follow it the other way, it leads into uh, kind of like a pretty rough part of like North Philly. Right. It like runs all just, and it, you know it runs all, it skirts Kelly Drive. Okay, I'm gonna find just a place and just kind of seclude myself until the until the sun goes down. Sure. Why do you roll? Till, why do you roll spirit? Spirit. To keep your keep your cool in this yeah. hot cemetery. I got a ten. Uh, no Which problem, is- man. You find you park yourself under a little tree. It's it's shade. Um, which offers some cover from both the sun and visibility. You do see a, a tour group go by. Guy's got like a Laura Hill polo shirt on. He's got a group of about ten people or so that he's talking to. It looks like it's like a theme tour. It's about pets. And Laurel Hill Cemetery, um, and people who were buried with animals or had a relationship to them. It's kind of interesting. You eavesdrop on it for a moment. Um, you spy it at one point the goth kids off in the distance. It doesn't look like they're really making any rounds or anything, and you're pretty confident that no one has really noticed you as the sun starts to go down. Okay. Yeah, I wait patiently until, let's say, 10 o'clock at night. Okay. I know it's a long time, but. You know, I was in the military. I, 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 I'm used to this. You know, being out on patrol. You know, going into deep, the deep uh, terrain. Um, I need to find something to dig with, I suppose. So, I just dig like a dog. I, no, I, uh, I uh, just you know scratch the shit out of the ground. Just eat um, the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly, just straight down until my until my legs are sticking straight up in the air. Um, okay, I guess I go back to that shed, and um, I'm gonna try and pick the lock. Okay, yeah, uh, it's a padlock. It shouldn't be too impossible. No, spirit, keep your cool. Keep my cool. I have rolled an eight. You realize you can't pick it. Uh, you're, okay. But you can break it open. It's going to uh, be broken to the point, though, where you can't... Like, you can hang it there, but it's going to be obviously broken. So you can bust it open, but you're going to have to break the lock to do it. That's fine. I, I kick it yeah, it's, whatever I got to You know, do. it's nothing more than, like, a, a heavy-duty hardware store lock. What do you, uh, what do you have with you, equipment-wise? Um, I just have my... Um, I have my um, baton. Okay. Uh, I have my cell phone 
And like a bottle of water, like a canteen I carry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So you're able to just use the baton, kind of the butt of it, and just pop the lock um, off of this thing. Makes a little bit of a sound. You look around after you create the the clamor, and uh, doesn't seem to be any reactions though. Um, Slide the lock off of this thing and pop open the door. And there's a maintenance shed, and you know this is a place that digs graves, so there's more than enough um, equipment. There's actually um, it's more than a shed; it's a little bit larger. There's even like a tiny little backhoe you could drive around. Um, in addition to some spades and shovels and shit like that. Um, I hop in the backhoe and start her up. The keys are in it. Yeah, I start it up and I just, uh... It's char- It's an electric backhoe, so it's like plugged in charging, but the lights on the dash are all green. It looks like it's ready to go. Yeah, I fuck it. I get in this thing. Uh, it crawls along and thing is definitely not built for speed. Um, it's got like, a you know, tracks, like it's a tank. Um, and you've got, you're driving a little, uh, little backhoe digger. Yeah, I just start, you know, I get back to the grave and I try to dig it up. Okay, uh, so you you go over to the grave of Henry Derringer and lower the digging apparatus on this thing and just start to uh, <laughs> dig the dig the dirt. And I assume you're just like dropping it right there. Yeah, yeah, right to the side. You're making any effort to kind of be quiet in a way or are you just going for speed? What are you doing here? I mean, I feel like I kind of shot quiet in the ass when I was using a digger. That's probably true. Uh, but I had the lights off. I'm trying to do it in the dark if I can. Okay. Um, so you're digging. Uh, I don't think you're very used to using one of these things, but it's not rocket science. It's two little levers. Um, one empties out the, the bucket. The other is lowering the arm. So after a little bit, you get somewhat proficient, and you're, you're digging down. Um, you get maybe like four, five feet or so down, you hear a voice. You turn. Well, partner. It's awfully rude to be digging up a man's bones, don't you think? And there's like a guy there. Definitely like ghostly. You can sort of see through him. He's got like a suit and like a long duster and a big Stetson hat. He's got a... What one might call like a kind of girly pistol. Tucked into his belt. And he's looking straight at you. Oh, boy. Are you Henry Derringer Jr.? I sure am, partner. And what do you think you're doing here? Well, I'll tell you what. I gotta tell you. one of the little guns on his ghostly hand. (laughs) You know, a lot of people, they're Colt guys. They're Smith & Wesson guys. I always felt like the Derringer never got its... Got its due. Is that so? You are a man of refined taste, a gentleman of impeccable taste. Now, I know that you, you also, you know, you produced the Model 1814 Common Rifle and the Model 1817 Common Rifle, which are, you know, uh, they were designated for Native American tribes. And I think because of that, they don't necessarily, you never really got your due. Well, I, I think the point you. you make is an interesting one. The fact that the Native Americans used it. I was interested in producing an extraordinary rifle. I was less concerned about how it was used. I thought those matters would settle themselves. So to hold it against me and the name of Derringer that these were wielded by Indians, I think it's disrespectful to everyone involved. I appreciate, No, what I'm trying to say is... I appreciate yeah. what you are saying. Yeah, thank you. You know, I know you specialize in more fine sporting rifle and dueling pistols as well. <laughs> 
even though you did stop pursuing government contracts by the mid-1840s. And then in 1825, you designed the, the first large caliber shirt barrel pistol that would lead to considerable wealth and fame for yourself. I got to say, I'm a huge fan of yours. I can tell that. And, uh, and what did you say yeah. your name was? I'm at a loss here. Oh, sir, my name is Carl Hormland of the Big one, Red One Division, U.S. Army, and I... Uh, and I uh, I salute him. He takes off his, his Stetson hat. Also made in Philadelphia, Stetsons. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was it. I remember when I first came across that knowledge years ago. I, thought, I, I wouldn't have thought Stetsons were made in Philadelphia, but they were. He takes it, his hat off, kind of tips it in your direction. An army gentleman. You don't say. Yes, sir. Two-time veteran, Afghanistan and Iraq. Well, what brings a two-time veteran of... Iraq and Afghanistan to my grave this evening, digging up my bones. Well, sir, I, I don't have much interest in your bones, sir. Sir, I gotta tell you, I got a problem, and I need some serious hardware to solve it. Okay? And when you got a problem, you gotta get the right tool. And I got a problem... You have, will not find a finer weapons manufacturer than the man you are looking through right now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I got, you know, there's another Spectre. An Spectre goes by the name of Yobu. And I got to tell you, he's causing some problems. He's being disrespectful to people. I can tell you, he told me he only likes cult, cult weapons, personally. But, you know, he's causing some problems. And a normal gun's just not going to cut it. I need the best of the best here. So when I want the best of the best, I go see Henry Derringer Jr. And I'll tell you, I know you got, I've heard rumors that you got a little, you got a nice pistol buried down there that can do this job that I need doing. Hmm. So what you're looking for is the special model, the Derringer sure Phantom 120. <laughs> the Phantom 120, 121, whatever it takes. You know, that is a weapon that comes with quite some responsibility. And, you know, I appreciate that you are being a fan of my company and my product. But I must say, there is a catch to this. And there's okay. a reason why it's still here after all these years. I'd love to hear it. Now, my friend, I can lend you this weapon to do what you need to do. It sounds like it is a noble endeavor which you are undertaking. But if that gun is not returned to me in 12 hours, I'm afraid I will have to come back and get it. And you will not like when you see me. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, well, sir, I got a job to do and I cannot, I'm, I'm sure you could, uh, you know, back in your day, you guys used to duel, you know, my honor, my honor has been, uh, assaulted and I can't let that slide. No, you cannot. I can't let that slide, sir. You cannot. So, you know, I'll, I'll get this gun here and then, uh, zip on over, handle this business, zip right on back here. Toss it in your grave. No harm, no foul to you. Someone else may, you know, get faded out of that spirit world there. But I, I can assure you, you'll have my gratitude. And my honor will be restored. Well, I appreciate all of those things. You seem like a fine, upstanding young man. Oh, yeah. Mr. Carl. I'm sorry, what was your last name again? Horm- Hormland. Hormland. Mr. Carl Hormland. All right, Mr. Carl Hormland. You, my friend, are on the clock. So he instructs you that it's in the, it's in the coffin. 
So you have to you dig down a little bit further. He kind of he reclines, lights a uh, a ghostly cigar with one of those stubby little matches. Watches as you dig out the the final couple feet and reveal the the coffin underneath. Um, you open it up and there's a skeleton inside, threadbare clothing. It's certainly not the first time this thing's been opened. You could tell um, as a man who's opened more than one coffin in his time um, that this uh, this thing it's you know it doesn't look like it's regular use. But you can even tell when you're pulling the the uh, the earth away, moving the dirt, that this was kind of freshly churned in a way. Um, you're not sure how often, but definitely you're not the first person to come looking for this piece here. But then you pop it open and right resting. Uh, Clenched in the right hand of the skeleton is a small little Derringer pistol. The first thing you think is, how girly. You keep that thought to yourself. <laughs> I, I like chuckle, but then I, I quickly stifle the laugh. Quite a beauty, isn't it? Oh, sir, it's a beauty. And I gingerly uh, take the, uh, the gun. He pulls, out like a, he pulls out a little stopwatch to fix to his vest by a chain and clicks at it. My friend, you are on the clock. You've got 12 hours to return that. I just give him a, a, a salute. And so that um, uh, that puts it at about 11.30 in the morning. Okay. All right. So I'm planning on trying to do this all tonight because there's zero chance we're able to fucking dig his grave up uh, in the middle of the day. Um, okay. I put the digger back, right? Because who needs that shit? I, um, cause I don't, and it's like, try to put everything back in the shed kind of way I found it. Okay. Um, I then hop the fence onto Kelly drive. That's next to Kelly drive, right? It is. You got to like hop uh, a fence and like scale down like a little bit of a stone wall. Yeah. No problem. Um, I try to, hmm, it's close to midnight I, by the time, uh, you do that. I call, uh, six, 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 six. <laughs> for the taxi, which is a real taxi number, two one five six 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 six. Yeah, you do. You give them your location. A couple minutes later, um, like a sedan with tinted windows pulls up, lets you inside. It's a little messier than you'd expect. Um, it's kind of a weird looking guy driving. Yes, where where can I take you? Oh, hey there. Uh, I need to go to uh, Whitman. Whitman. You know where that is? It's a little south of Snyder oh, I, there. Yes, I, I am familiar with Whitman. Anywhere particular or just anywhere? Driver's choice. What would, um... Anywhere you think a ghost might be hanging out. A ghost? Well, we all know that's just a fairy tale. Yeah, you think so? Oh, I know so. Oh, boy. I, um... So, that, south of Snyder, what would that... That's not Washington, right? Uh... What's the street south of, like, one or two blocks south of Snyder? Just south of Snyder, uh, you've got Jackson, then you've got Wolf. Yeah, let's do Wolf. Let's do Wolf Street. We've been saying that, like, Fifth and Wolf is about where uh, Randy's location is. That's, like, where the the lot is. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so uh, it is, uh, got to cover a good distance of the city, but this time at night, um, you want me to take the side streets? Would you want me to? Jump on 676. I think 676 good here. Maybe I'll take 666. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Let's let's go through the hell realm. You know, get around traffic there. 
Yes. Whatever you got to do. I'm just kind of humoring this weird uh, taxi driver. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he drives you down 676. Uh, he makes a little bit of small talk. He asks kind of what you're up to, what you have planned for the rest of the evening. Then he, uh, he drops you off. He gives you his card. Um, if you ever need a ride sometime, you could be there in a jiffy. What's your name, fella? The, the card says Tom Fabe. Tom Fabe. Yeah. Perfect. P-H-A-B-E. Okay. Yeah, so um, I go to... It's now. You know, it's been like pretty much an hour since you first grip the Derringer and the clock started. Um, you're dropped off at uh, Fifth and Wolf. You're um, about a half a block from the, the dugout lot that Randy has been uh, calling home. No sign of him. Uh, anywhere. You don't know what's going on uh, with his day or day and a half, whatever it is, since you've uh, last seen him. I kind of start looking around the lot. Mm-hmm. Walking around like, oh, yo, boo. Yeah, I need uh, I need some information here. I know uh, I know we're not on good terms kind of talking to myself. But... Uh, sure, why don't you, uh, you know, investigate a place of power? Roll night. And you can check night. 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 What do I got? I got a one in night, so a plus one. Ooh, I don't know, 11. Hmm. All right, so... Uh, so... This whole area and, like, Knight's uh, involvement with it, there's a bunch of ghosts around here. Um, a bunch of ghosts, and uh, you know from some previous investigations and some things, there's a lot of ghouls here as well, like, in this neighborhood. Ghouls are kind of powerless undead. A lot of them pe- can pass for human. They go about living regular lives as best as they can, but they're not. They're ghouls. They're, you know, we're born through a, a different route. You know, they, they are undead. Um, and you know that um, a common hangout for them in this area is uh, a place called the Night Shift. Mm-hmm. Um, it, okay. It's located on Watts, which is like that little okay. street that runs right behind Broad Street. Uh, behind the Rite Aid on Broad Street, there's an entrance yeah. to this place, the Night Shift. Um, so kind of looking around, getting a vibe for the neighborhood, you realize that they're all kind of like interconnected. And you can also ask me uh, one question about the schemes and politics of that faction in this area because you got a 10 plus. One question. Could it be specific or it just schemes and politics? Um, One question about the schemes and politics. But I mean, that's pretty general, you know. um, It is, it is. Of the faction Um, in question. So something about like night in this area. Night in this area. Um, do you know? Is there any dangerous? Uh, has there any movement like uh, scheming or like power struggles in this area in the night faction? Amongst the night faction, um, yes, there uh, there has. So uh, the proprietor of the the night shift is a guy named Charlie. Um, Okay. And he likes to keep a low-key place. You know, he likes to keep schemes and politics and shit out of his thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's been concerned about the Keyhole Peepers, who are uh, an organization of ghosts, who go around, like, collecting information, getting dirt on people and shit. And he kind of feels like they've been stirring up more trouble um, than it's worth. Okay. 
Okay. Writing this down. Trouble. All right. Yeah, so I, I head on over to the night shift. Um, yeah, so you've never been there. Uh, one time you had been, like, staking it out. There was a go- uh, vampire you were on the lookout for, and you were kind of waiting for him to get out of it. So you know where it is, but uh, you've never actually been in this place. It's uh, on Watt Street. It's just a, a ground floor wooden door. It's totally unmarked. If you didn't know better, you would think it just leads inside to the back of the right Aid there. Um, but you know better. Um, you know that is not what uh, what goes on in there. Okay. Yeah, go in. So you open the door and head into the place. Uh, really, really narrow hallway. Creaky steps take you down into the basement. And uh, the place is tiny. Um, there's two tables, a bar. And then about half of the place is emptied out, and uh, there's like a, dar- a dartboard on the wall. There's a couple people milling around. Several of them, you recognize these ghouls. They look very human-like, just real pasty skin. They're wearing like Teamster jackets. They're in that. They're <laughs> union ghouls. Um, you know, making do, just trying to to get through the the day. Um, there's no doorman or anything like that. Um, there's a guy behind the bar. Uh, you're not sure what his deal is. Um, he's got like a pretty uh, clean shaven head, no hair on his face or anything like that. He uh, looks over when he comes in, kind of sniffs the air a little bit in your direction. Hey, buddy, you uh, you new around here? What's going on? Nah, I'm not. I'm not new around here, uh, and I, I order a citywide. Um, are you uh, are you Charlie? Yeah, I'm Charlie. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking for somebody here causing problems. I think he's part of the uh, hey, well, no, kind of no, lean no, in. No one here is causing any problems. So if you're looking for someone who causes problems, we ain't got that at the night shift. What we have is we have a dart league. We got a real active dart league. If you're if that's your scene, you came to the right <laughs> place. Whatever in here, man, we're just keeping mm. it low. We're keeping it low. What about uh, what about the keyhole peepers? They causing any problems? What are you asking about those guys for? I just, you know, word on the street, they cause them problems. Kind of looks around. You know, my, in my experience, one problem leads to another problem. So if you're asking me about problems and I start to talk about problems, I might have a problem. You understand how this works? Well, you know, a guy like me likes to solve problems. Why don't you... uh? Roll your heart. I don't think you're brandishing a weapon. I'm not brandishing a weapon. No. But I do pull it. I mean, I'm constantly just waving it around. Uh, (laughs) I just got Uh, a bazooka in my hand. uh, (laughs) My heart. Uh, An eight. Yeah. they, uh, They are causing some problems. You know, they, they like gossip. They're a bunch of cock owns these people. You know, they can't keep to them, they can't keep to themselves. You understand how that is? Ain't, no, only, ain't nobody likes a cockadoon. But uh I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Who the fuck are you? And how do you know I have and, to answer and it. And how do you know about this place? Okay, well I'll tell you what. Uh my name here is Carl. And a little a little birdie named Yobu told me about this place. You know Yobu? 
Yeah, I know Yobu. Yeah. He's been looking for me. Yeah, well, if he was looking for you, I bet he would have found you. Sounds like you're looking. You think sounds so? like you're looking for him. Why don't you help me out here? What do you want? I just gotta talk to Yobu. No problems here. Honest, honest. I'm looking. I'm looking for a a wampum belt. <laughs> you know, word on the street, he can get rare goods. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, fuck, I did, I did hear did that. He, I did hear he's got Billy Penn's wampum belt. Billy, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for Billy Penn's wampum belt. You know, hmm. word on the street is he has a lead on it. You know, that's what that's all I'm looking for here. All right, I think maybe I could help you out. Yo, he can't. Okay. He can't keep his eyes off the girls. This guy. Yeah. He, uh, he one of them keyhole peepers I hear about? Yeah, well, his keyhole peeping, from what I understand, is getting starting to cross some lines. Yeah, that makes sense. Sounds like Yobo. From what I hear, a couple of the guys who come around here, no names. I'm not bringing anyone else into this. I don't want them. They, no, keep them out. They tell me they see him every morning at 6.30. Fucking hanging outside of Goretti, waiting for the girls to go in. He might go into a locker room, might cause some problems. He does his thing, man. He says he's doing doing research. What the fuck kind of research is a, 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 a grown man, a ghost, for fuck's sake, doing with teenage girls? We don't need that kind. Nothing. Of, we don't need that kind of garbage around here. Nothing good, you know. And and this whole time he's been collecting disability. You know, he says he, he <laughs> says he can't work. He heard, he's on ghost disability, he's on, huh? He's on ghost disability. He's like, I'm like, what, you used to come around here. I'd say, what's what's the problem? Why can't you work? And he'd be like, I'm fucking dead. What the fuck you mean? Why can't I work? And I'm like, we're, we're all dead. We're all dead. You see us? Look at these guys over here. They got union jackets. They're out there working. But this fucking guy, you know? So he's got a thing for these young girls. And he's crossing some lines. Okay. Okay. You say he goes to Garetti? That's what I hear. Now, I ain't seen it with my okay. own eyes, and I don't like to gossip. I like to keep that shit out of here, but I understand where you're coming from, yeah. Mr. Carl. Okay. And I'll remember, okay. Well, your, you know, I re- I'll remember your face, Carl. I'll bet you will. You know, I, all I want is this wampum belt. Yeah, I hear that wampum you know? belt's real nice. Oh, man, I can't wait to get a hold of it. Thanks. And I, you know, uh, I, I do I got a question for you. What's up? What the fuck is wampum? It's a uh, form of currency. You know, you, you and I, we use new yen to buy things. Yeah. Wampum was what, what the uh, noble Native Americans used for uh, goods and services. Oh, and so what? They take their money and they turn it into a belt? That seems, <laughs> yeah, that I seems weird, I guess, right? I, uh, I down my shot. I give them, uh, let's say, 40,000 new yen okay. uh, for, the, for, the, for the booze. And uh, that sounds fair, right? 40,000? It's a little cheap. It's it's so weird that there's no money in this game. Like, no rules For at a game all. that involves there's so like, much, like, criminal activity and, like, theft and murder. <laughs> like, you'd think they'd put some kind of... Uh, or investigation. I, I, what I do appreciate about that is, like, so many times in games, the reason to do something is money. 
yeah. or treasure. And when you take that out of it, it does kind of make you look for reasons to do shit that aren't just financial gain. So I do think that the end result can be interesting. It is just odd that there's no money. Yeah. I think the biggest gap for me in this game is the investigation. And like determining your surroundings is just totally missing. Yeah. Yeah, there isn't a non-faction move that does that in just a general sense. So I was thinking yeah. about working, just like putting um, the dungeon discern reality. Yeah, discern reality. Yeah. The, the reason I'm hesitant to do that though is that is a class move. The um, oracle. The, uh, no, the uh, the aware. That's it's straight up oh, discern okay. realities. But anyway, so um, yeah. So it sounds like Yobu six thirty or so every morning. He pops up around Goretti at tenth and more. Yeah, um, I guess I head over there and kind of start staking it out. Sure, you've got some time to kill. You've you've got a a couple of hours. Well, I don't know if I have anything to do, really, right? It's kind of like, what, 11, 12 at night right now? Yeah, I I head over there and I I start kind of like... You You can certainly hang out at the night shift. There's some dart games going on. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. I play some dart. I play some darts. You know, uh... The people in here probably wouldn't like you if they knew who you were, um, but everyone just kind of keeps to themselves for the the most part. You could certainly get in on a dark game if you want. Like if they knew you were a vampire killer, they probably wouldn't be too keen on you. But it's generally ghouls in here. You do see uh, two people that look like they're they're ghosts at the the far end of the bar. There's only there's eight people in here altogether. It's not very yeah. I, I, I yeah. I play some pickup darts. Sure, you get Fuck you it. get in on that. When you roll. Uh, uh, roll something. Whatever you want. All right, I mean, I roll blood. It's kind of like attacking, right? Sure. I'm attacking this board. You throw okay. those darts with ferocity. No finesse here. Twelve. An ace. An yeah. ace. I unleash the darts. I mean, you, uh, you looking to... Hey, look at that. You looking to get in on this league? Some league play? Every, yeah. every Wednesday night. Yeah, I can... I can. I can get on that league play there. Yeah, you know, I'm always looking for something to do. All right, every Wednesday night, man. We'll uh, sign you up for the team. All right, so yeah, sign me up. Put my name down there. Where do I... Uh... They tell you to come back next Wednesday. Uh, serious as a dart attack is the name of their uh, team. Um, and they, <laughs> they're uh, they're in a league that plays around, uh, around the city. Um, but uh, Wednesday, there's a, a game here. Let me, uh, let me ask you something that's a very serious question. You guys get silk jackets with that embroidered on the back? Oh yeah, yeah, we got them. We only wear them for for oh. matches, though. You know, we don't want to wear out the the silk. You know, we got, <laughs> okay, uh, we got that, that sounds right. We got one of the guys who does the stuff for the mummers, so you know they're good. It's legit. Okay, that's well, that's good to know. Oh, good. Yeah, so you know, I play some darts. I have a couple more citywides, and I uh, which today's not Philadelphia. It's a shot of whiskey and a PBR. It depends. Yeah, that's really that's the original. Really like vomiting. Uh, that's the original. All places do it different. I'm pretty sure the citywide originated. I would think at Bob and Barbers, and they definitely did um, a shot of Jim Beam in a PBR. That's where it's at. And yeah, yes. then you go and vomit. I thought and vomit, it was Jameson. Vomit in a yeah. bathroom. Yep, just drink seven, eight of those. That's sixteen drinks it, and uh, vomit in, in a cab, I, and then you're home. Yeah, when I first started going to bars, you could like go to a place like. Bob Barber's or Tritone and get one of those for like $3. You get a fucking shot of whiskey and a <laughs> beer. It's like, oh, I got 10 bucks. I can drink three beers and three whiskeys and then fucking kill myself. Like, cool. 
time. It's like Philadelphia's greatest contribution to everything. It's the citywide. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah, so you have a, you're, you're yeah, feeling so, good. You get a little zooted up. Yeah. So I had I had on over to uh, was it tented more? Yeah. Here. Um, yeah, yeah it, 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 more doesn't run through there, so it kind of wraps all around to 11th Street. So it's a, a decent little footprint for Goretti over there. Yeah, I um, I find like a gymnasium area or whatever, and just kind of find a park bench or where you know where I think people might go in and out of, and just kind yeah, of. The, pop the main down. entrance is on the 10th Street side, though. Um, what's I guess that's Watkins, the little side street that's on its north side. There's like a chain link fence over there. Then uh, it opens up. There's like a parking lot over there. So there's a couple different ways to kind of keep an eye on it. Get onto the grounds if you want. You do notice that there are some security cameras outside of some of the buildings. Yeah, I just, uh, hmm. I, 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 I just sit across the street from the main entrance. Okay. Wherever I can. So you uh, hang out on the little uh, sloped grassy area over there. It's the middle of the night. All you see uh, some people walking dogs, a um, couple drunks stumbling home real late at night. It must have been at a, a house party or something. Um, and then around 5.30, sun's coming up. Uh, the heat returning with it. Another extremely sticky, humid Philadelphia summer day um, is upon you. Yeah, I keep my eyes open for your, your boo. When do you roll your mind? Mind? Good one for me. Um, I rolled a seven. A seven. So about six fifteen or so, the two people head over to the building. They look at you. You're just kind of like a strange guy hanging out uh, near there. They don't say anything to you, but they definitely like take notice of you. Then they walk towards the front of the building, unlock it, and and uh, head inside. About. 15 minutes after that, you're, you're peeping the area and you see kind of rise up out of the pavement um, in the parking lot area, Yobu. Um, he creeps up. He sees you at the same time, though. Kind of gives you like a, a little head nod, curious look on his face. And then he looks at you and he makes like a fucking jerking off gesture and points to the inside of the place. <laughs> How close am I to him? He's like uh, 100 feet away. 100 feet away. I, I, uh, hey, yo, boo. You got that wampum belt? Yo, boo, keep your fucking voice down. I, like, uh, you know, I'm pretending to be real drunk, and I I, I make the shushing motion. You, and I, I gesture towards, like, a belt and, and mouth the word yo, wampum, and the, I kind of, like, saunter. Yo, boo, what the fuck are you here for? The girls or the guys? They got them all here now. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to get as close as I can to them. And I, I make like a I, like I can't hear him sound, and I, I get a little closer. Why do you roll your spirit to keep cool? Okay. <laughs> uh, another eight. An eight. Uh, so you're uh, moving towards him, trying to get close, trying to kind of keep him uh, occupied, drawing attention away from the you're I mean you're not nervous here but there's definitely like a posture you take on when you're going in for this type of action and you need to oh wait a second well it doesn't matter I'm on the hunt right uh I would say so does blood uh that would have been it does um that would have been a 10 because I get plus two okay to that 
Because if I'm on the hunt, I can roll with blood instead of, um, instead of spirit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're definitely on the hunt here. I mean, this guy's been your target. So uh, you get close to him. You're close in the distance. He seems kind of a little amped up that there's, he's got uh, someone here with him. He certainly recognizes you from uh, the other night. Yo, bro. So I, I like, I, 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 I nod to the, to the, uh, to the school and make a, a jerk off motion. Yo, boo, and just like, yeah, boo, the fucking girlies here, man. There's something and, else. And then fast as lightning, I pull the Derringer out and take a shot at him. Shit. All right, why don't you roll uh, blood? You've gone close on. You've closed the distance. You pull out this little this little pistol. <laughs> I have rolled a uh, another eight. Jesus Christ, I'm rolling lots of eights. Do you want to inflict terrible harm or take something from them? Um, and then you've got to also choose one for them to do to you. Either inflict harm or put yourself in a bad spot. Uh, I'm going to inflict terrible harm. So this is a, a pretty small gun. It does two harm. Okay. But that does an additional harm? A terrible harm means it will do one additional harm. And I think you get a plus one okay. to everything you do anyway, right? Uh, I do. So that's four harm. No, that's, yeah, it's four harm total. Okay. And uh, then you got to pick one from the list since you rolled an eight for them to do to you. Uh, he can do damage to me. Um, okay. So you step forward. The sunlight is coming up. It's bright. It's hot. And uh, you've pushed through an opening in the fence to get over to where he is. Um, you don't know if he's fucking into doing this in a group or he's just excited to share some information. <laughs> he's like, eyes light up when you make that jerk-off motion and start to keep going towards him. He's like, yeah, Bo. We're going to be fucking dropping wampum belts all night, Bo. <laughs> Yo, we were fucking getting torn up last night. Yo, what the, what, what's that in your fucking pocket there? Yo, Bo! Yo, Bo! <laughs> um, and you pull out the, the little Derringer and just blast it. Blast it into him. Like a golden bullet comes out of this thing. A single golden bullet shoots out of the gun and hits from pretty point-blank range at the at this guy. And it like goes into him and then you see like his skin start to like ripple and crack. Almost like it's being torn apart. Yo, Bo, what the fuck, Bo? What the fuck? <laughs> um, and then he just like shatters. And there's a wave of like negative cold energy that just like burst forth um, from where he is. And it comes through your body. And you take three harm from it, uh, Carl. Oof. Um, and mark that down as uh, crumbled soul, shattered soul is what you're suffering from. Being in, in proximity to such a foul creature. Um, Oof. And you see, like, the last remnants of him fade away, tearing apart. Splinters sent in all um, directions. You you could tell that it, it kind of exploded in, like, this radius. You can't really see it after much range. But you could tell it was sent out. There's a house right behind this place. You hear an old woman kind of scream out as whatever she's doing is interrupted by um, a lesser version of whatever it is that that happened to you. 
And then a moment later, he's gone. You see no no trace of him. The gun is like warm in your hand. Couple shots remaining in it. No sign of the the gold bullet that came out of it. I immediately start sprinting to the street. Um, and uh, while I'm doing that, I, I call uh, old uh, Tom uh, Tom Fabe up for a ride. The cab driver. All right. Um, and I'm like, so you start sprinting away. It's only been a couple moments that you've been here. And in that time, um, a car has started to pull into the, the parking lot. Probably another teacher or something arriving. You pay them no attention. Kind of leap, slide across their hood um, and dash out uh, onto Watkins Street. Uh, you've got to stop for a moment to pull your phone out of your sock. <laughs> and, and, and call Tom Fabe's direct number. Yeah, sounds like and I, I, sounds like you're in a bit of a bind. Maybe I sure I sure am. I well, yeah, Tom, Tom, I sure am. You know, you can come pick me up. Uh, you know, I think I'm done for tonight. I'm already here. I'm just up on the corner. Yeah, I, I um, and sure enough, jog the same car that the... dropped you off earlier in this evening. Um, you see, just idling up, uh, not even in the corner. It's just stopped right in, in the intersection. There's cars honking at it. He doesn't even have his four double park. Doesn't even have his four ways on. Um, if there's a way for a single car to be triple parked, he somehow managed it. <laughs> like park, he's like double parked slightly diagonally yeah. into the oncoming lane. Uh, all right, um, are, you I, I, are you impressed with how much room I was able to take up in a single intersection? I gotta tell you, that's uncanny. I've had quite a night. Why don't you get me over to the Laurel Hill Cemetery again? There, sure. Seems to be visiting an awful lot for one evening. I'm I'm kind of into the goth scene. Oh, I am too a little bit. And he starts to, oh, yeah. to drive off um in that direction. Did your evening go as you were hoping it would? You know I feel real good about this. Is there anything I, I do Is there anything perhaps that I could do for you? Maybe get me uh maybe get me here to Laurel Cemetery double time here. Double time, you say? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, so he's uh, driving the car, makes like a left turn, makes a right. He's moving um, down 13th Street. Um, and then he makes a, a turn, going to uh, turn up Tasker. Um, and suddenly you are turning into the driveway of Laurel Hill. Oh, boy. Wow, you really did. That was odd. Did I black out there? No, you were. What happened? You said you need to get here quickly. Wow, you really earned your Electrum here. I give him uh, 500 gold pieces. Uh, wow. Can I uh, give you a call whenever I need a ride? I've got your number saved. I might be giving you oh a call. Boy. I might be giving you a call sometime. Well, that'd be a little weird because I've never had another cab driver call me, but you seem like a good guy. And, uh, hey, thanks for the ride. I get out and I do that thing where you, like, you know, tap on the, <laughs> on the, on the cab, you know? like You have a good uh, night, Carl. You... You have a great, you have a good night and a great morning. And then, and I uh, immediately scale the fence into Laurel Cemetery. So yeah, you uh, try your uh, your best to go in undetected. You got there quick. It's not even seven o'clock yet. Sun is up, but the you hustle back to the grave of Derringer. Um, going on, I mean, approaching it now fresh. It's obvious that you, you know, the grave has been dug up. It's a scene. Um, so you don't know if you even care to replace all the dirt or what, but you head back over there, the Derringer, um, in your hand, it's kind of cooled down a little bit. So some residual heat and the handle of it, the grip, it's comfortable 
in your hand. Well, pod. Yeah. Well, partner, you're back early. Got a couple hours to spare. Well, I got to tell you, my honor has been avenged. How did that? How did it work out with that? That cult loving Yobu. Did he get what was coming to him? Did his inferior product fail him? Well, I got to tell you something. I shot him with this here gun, and he exploded like a supernova bomb. So you tell me. Yes, I'm not surprised that is what happened. Much like. The Honorable Abe Lincoln was sent to his grave with one of my pistols. I don't know if I'd be bragging about that there, uh, old Mr. Derringer. But hey, you know, it did the job, right? Didn't fail old uh, John Wilkes Booth. It did do the job, and I'm not sure many other guns could have made it into that situation. (laughs) No, sir. Let's not dress up what these are. These are weapons for killing. And they do the job well. Yes, and I hop in and I was like, you know, I'm going to, you honor yours, I honor mine. And I put the gun back into his hand. Into his, his corpse hand. Well, it's like falls right through it. I'm afraid, my friend, you're going to have to place that back with my skeleton hand. I said corpse hand, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, go, I drop you into did, the. You did. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I go into the grave and I put it into a skeleton. Sure. Hand. Yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. Grows back into the uh, bony grip inside of the casket. You putting any dirt back on or anything? Uh, yeah, I do my best to just like push it in. I kind of, it's going to be shitty, yeah, but you do like, a horrible, you, know. you do a horrible job of it. You quickly, <laughs> yeah, like using my hand. You quickly backfill it um, as best as you can. You turn around to glance, take a look. At Mr. Derringer, no sign of him. God damn it, I didn't even get to ask him what heaven's like. Shit. And uh, I saunter out of the cemetery. Yeah, so you patch backfill it as best as you can, or really not even, in a quick manner. More respect for Mr. Derringer than anything else. And as you did earlier this evening, you hop the fence, scale down the wall, find yourself back on Kelly Drive in the morning, heading back to Port Richmond or wherever it is that the night will take you. Feeling good? Having enacted your revenge on Yobu? Still no wampum belt for you. Oh, no. 